Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to the latest episode of Geekscape. This is Geekscape episode 108. And if you're new to the program, I'm Jonathan London. I'm your host. And every week I like to take some guests and cover the latest week in movies, video games, and comics. So if you're not interested in any of those subjects, uh, there's plenty of cooking podcasts available on iTunes. <laughs> and you're welcome to download those for free. But we stick uh, strictly to the geek stuff. Um, I'm joined by two hosts of... The other Geekscape offering, uh, if you found us through iTunes, there's another show on there called the Geekscape Movie Podcast. It's the Geekscape Movie Club. And uh, every week, uh, Liz and Brent here like to talk about a specific film in depth with a member of the Geekscape audience. Or, hey, if you want to be a guest, you can email them and uh, be a part of the show. But I'm in Austin, where they do the show, and it's my pleasure to talk to them. This week, we've, talk we've seen a movie. We've... Um, We've. Uh, I know you've played some video games. I've played I out your a crib. lot of video games lately. And Liz, uh, well, she's just here for the ride, but she's got plenty <laughs> to say. Yeah. About the ride. I don't ride do anything on. geeky, but I know yeah, you stuff. Do. You so. do all kinds of geeky you, stuff. Like, you, I found this in my closet. What do you think of that? Is that geeky? We're gonna date he and you, He and I. I don't mind the short guys. That's you, Gilmore. <laughs> um. So. Gilmore's we're preoccupied. Good. We're good. Oh right, he's totally. Watching and now doing manipulating himself. Uh, <laughs> right. Anyway, Laura's recording the show uh, today, and um, Paul, Paul, where are you? He ran away. My brother Paul is he's, back in his bedroom. We frightened busy. him. We are uh, here at our house, and it's been an emotional week. I've uh, been emptying out my uh, room from high school, which I left exactly the way I left it. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> Paul just walked in eating some uh, Girl, Girl Scout, Scout cookies. cookies. No, what do you got? For oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, these have coconut. Can I have one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Liz, Liz definitely wants a uh, oh, yeah. caramel delight. I used to be a brownie. There you go. You were a brownie? Yeah, I was a Daisy and a brownie. Now, is it true that a Club Scout becomes a Boy Scout by eating his first brownie? Is that correct? That's true. <laughs> Thank you so much, Paul. Thanks. Paul is making. Uh, Paul, you're you're wrestling next week. No. Okay, he he says no, <laughs> but um, that's just him. I was gonna give him a, a shout out and a promotion, but you cannot see Paul wrestle this anywhere. This shit's magically delicious. It's not wrestling. What is it called? It's not wrestling. Mind fighting. Mind fighting. That's probably a good thing though. Paul, mime, Paul, mime combat. Paul, uh. Paul will be doing mind com mime combat in Reseda this coming weekend. I've been if you live in the area. Marceau's closest students. <laughs> well, what are you trying now? We're trying Girl Scout cookies for those of you guys listening these to audio. Are, these Actually, are Thin Mints coming up. To the okay, Laura wants a Thin Mint. Dude, I love this podcast. What do you got? She she has her hand open for the offering. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it just appeared. Okay, now these were my favorite. I like the, the caramel yeah. surprise. 
Paul's presenting you with a um, a mint. Mm -hmm. Please take some Brent, mints. Brent, you want a mint? Off of my. And then we'll get to uh, the. <laughs> that is hot. Thank you. Okay. Actually, now that it's being presented. There we go. Like a penis. Yoda. Mm. That's gross, Liz. That hasn't changed. You're gross. Okay. Ah. Goodbye, Paul. Okay. So, guys. Yes. How, how do you like being on Geekscape, Liz? <laughs> I got cookies. I love cookies. Geekscape is the pod, geek podcast that just doesn't give a fuck. I think is, is the way you can say it, right? <laughs> I like, think it's fair. A lot goes uh, in our show. We um, anything goes. We deal with a lot of stuff that doesn't have anything to do with geekdom, but it has a lot to do with geeks. It's we, true. We talk about Brian Gilmore's continued job uh, hunt. Uh, talk about Ben Dunn. We talk about the community, and that's what we pride ourselves in. Um, Laura's gone in depth, on in depth about our relationship on the show. You want to come back, don't you? You like being on the show, don't you? Okay. <laughs> if you want to see Laura back, go to our website, geekscape.net, and talk on the forums about having Laura back. Yeah. I'm sure we would love to see you soon. I believe there's a thread dedicated to asking her questions. Yeah. If you want her, uh, her infinite wisdom on any live problems that you may have. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got a thread, too. What was Paul's thread on the forums? Paul's thread was just pictures of him half naked and everyone commenting on how attractive he was. Which are, they're really but hot. Unfortunately, they were all dudes. <laughs> yeah. All guys. All guys he used to work with. <laughs> so, guys. Yes. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. We let's went to it. see the new Friday Thirteenth movie directed by Marcus Nispel. This is the. Well, it's a, it's a revamp of the franchise. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't negate too much of what has already come before. Right. As far as, th as, far as the Friday Thirteenth movie, it plays homage to some of it. It's just sort of a little bit of a of a reimagining. Exactly. In a revamp of Friday Thirteenth, this has uh, got Jared Padalecki in it. And a bunch of uh, other 20-something actors. Um, it's the MTV, you know, adrenaline version it's of yeah. Friday the 13th. It's the ABC Family version. <laughs> yeah, well. So the Panabakers and Jared Padalecki, that's ABC Family. Okay, so the ABC va Family version of uh, Friday the 13th. Um, <laughs> you guys know this movie. Kids go to the woods, Jason kills them until there's nobody left almost. Um, and then... Of course, Jason gets uh, delayed until the next movie. Exactly. They they don't quite kill him as always, even though they have many opportunities. Now, um, Michael Bay in, in Platinum Dunes has done a movie has done movies like this before. They revamped Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Same director, Marcus Nispel. It got a sequel, and um, I thought that one injected some energy. In I yeah, really I I, it. I was actually perfectly okay with the Texas Chainsaw remake. How does this one match up? Um. I thought this was terrible. And I can agree completely. I thought it wasn't even remotely good. It was one of the most boring movies I've ever seen in my life. But how good was the milkshake? The milkshakes so were delicious. awesome. Yeah. Well, that's the Alamo Draft House, though. Yeah. That's just, that's, Alamo Draft House makes everything fun. It, interesting side note, um, I first met John uh -huh. at the Alamo Draft House. We didn't even meet, but you... you no, we, we actually we had a conversation okay. oh, we yeah, about Superman Returns. Oh yeah. yeah, did you like it, Superman? Um, I was fine with it. Oh, I was not fine yeah, with that. Yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm um, and so, I met John there at a videoki, which is essentially karaoke for movies. I also met Liz for the first time at the Draft House at a Buffy sing-along. So the Draft House has been responsible for some, uh, for some. Uh, and I was only major 17. life events. You were only seventeen when, when, when I met when I met this here Brent boy. It's true. Well, uh, Brent and I have been friends ever since. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, returning to the draft house to see Friday Thirteenth, I was expecting something that was a little more energetic. I thought it was a pretty boring movie. It, I was, it takes its yeah. time and it take, it tries it takes a little too much care with itself, um, to the point where it just telegraphs everything that's going to happen. Absolutely, it's fairly and, dull. I mean, one of the things that is, uh, I think, out of the the classic slasher uh, franchises, I think Friday Thirteenth is generally the most fun and the most campy out of all of them. And this one completely strips that out, I thought. Like, you watch Friday the 13th and you, and you want to see, like, okay, they're just going to set up. It's the same thing, you know, a group of kids you don't really care about. They're usually ridiculous, lots of bad actors. And you just want to see the inventive ways they're going to die. And in this one, like, the kills were so, like, mundane. It was just like, you know, there's a knife slight and that's it. Like, there's no fun in it. Like, it stripped all the fun kill. out of it. What was a good kill? The, the boob kill. Yeah, exactly, Laura. Like. Oh yeah, the titty, one. Yeah, there, there was, there titty, was the titty harpoon. Yeah. Good stuff. But for the most part, I, just, I, I don't think it had that fun that is injected in most uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies. 
Like, I really, like, as campy and awful as it was, I thought Jason X was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I think this is stripped and, all and the I fun thought, out of And I it. thought Freddy vs. Jason was fun. I don't it think, was okay. I mean, I thought that movie was fun. Uh, I, I think Freddy, I, I love Freddy, who was always my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the, it was just the ultimate in comic book horror was having a Freddy movie because there's really nothing you couldn't do. Right. Um, this movie really needed to add a new facet or something new to it instead of just saying, okay, we're going to go back to the tried and true because it's no, it, it no longer applies. I think the slasher horror movies like Halloween, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw, for the 70s, 80s, they had their place. Now they're competing against torture porn, Japanese ghost movies. We need to see another facet to this, another piece of terror to it. And uh, you can make good horror movies. I thought Hatchet was okay. Um, the one that Bill Paxton did, I thought was a really uh, good horror frailty? movie. Frailty? Frailty. Yeah, that was I good. I thought Frailty yeah. was really good because it had some psychology to it. Um, you really just need something more than setting up a bunch of kids and knocking them down like do, do, like dominoes. Absolutely. Uh, it, this didn't have that, you know, and, and it, it, and it can't survive the, uh, on style alone. And it felt like a kid at the party that was trying to be too cool, and you end up not just just wanting to get away from them. You know, you just don't want to end up ha- hanging out with them. Absolutely. Because it did feel like that kid at the party who's trying way too hard to be cool, and nobody thinks you're cool. We just think you're a bore. And it, it, I've been there. It pulls a, a, a thing where at the beginning you're introduced to a certain set of kids and you spend quite a long time with them and it sets them up, and, but it's just kind of the intro to the movie. It's an extremely long kind of pre-title sequence. And I think a problem was those kids I found to be more interesting than the main kids. I did too. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, so you get rid of the at, – at the beginning there's almost a little bit of hope, there's a little bit of fun, and then you get rid of these kids and then you introduce to a new set. It's almost like mm-hmm. – uh, uh, like what Tarantino did with Death Proof. You follow one one group, and then they're killed, and then you follow another group. And the first group was just, I thought, infinitely more interesting than the group that they finally went with. And, I don't know, it just sucks. I, I don't know. It was just boring. Boring. Um, so, guys, we agree on that one. L- Laura, you are wanting more Thin Mints. <laughs> you are like Gilmore. Gilmore just uh, so the, the good news about Laura is she's only uh, getting in front of the camera when she wants to. Gil Gilmore yeah. has no ability to control like brushing in front of the camera and right. stuff like that. Uh, do, do you want to one day meet Gilmore, Liz? In what what capacity? The only capacity I can possibly imagine, Gilmore. <laughs> no, purely I mean, platonic. Unemployed. Yeah. Unemployed. Right. <laughs> um, no, I'd, I'd love to meet the Geekscape kids because I, I mean I talk to a lot of them all the time and and uh, and. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't talk to Gilmore that much, but I, I really want to go to Comic-Con and meet these guys. And Is there a chance going, looking ahead into Comic-Con, you know we'll be there. Is there a chance that you might join us out there this summer? Um, things are tight. Economics, yeah? The, um, the economy? Well, yeah, yeah I... There's... Please, please. Don't, oh, don't be I'm, afraid. I'm sorry. Hello. Um, things are just weird, so uh, we'll see if I, ha- I have it. Is in it the a guy thing? Uh, n- no, it's... Because you can just say money. It, yeah, it is a money thing. Okay. Because I'm hurt and I can't work. Oh, right. Now, how did you hurt your ankle? You want the true story yeah. or the good story? Well, Jim Cotta. Was it? Were yeah. you competing in Jim Cotta? Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you hurt your ankle? Well, I was fighting giant robots on some slippery gla- grass and I fell. Okay, give me the good story. <laughs> I was walking on slippery grass and I fell. Oh, so you were a canvasser? Yes, I'm a canvasser. And uh, and who are you? You were you were out there. Hey, we'd like for you to vote. Hey, have you thought about this proposition? And you slip and you fall on grass. So you got your ass beat by grass. Yes. With a combination of moisture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, there, it was it, a rainy day. That, it's like that may have Shyamalan's been. happening. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got attacked by a plant, and a plant won. It was it was less grass, more triffid. Okay, well, um, that, <laughs> may, that, that may be the, the most uh, geek thing that's ever been said on this program. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, we're so geeky, we beat up ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mean, like, I didn't even fall. I, just, I know I you just didn't think. intend to hurt your wrist with, by being beat Angle. up by a bunch of grass. That's you're, the you're reason I can't work is because I can't walk. Okay, okay. Um, well, guys, I'm usually sitting here with a pink cup on the, on the show, if you've seen it before, and a series of, list, of news. Yes. Things that are the topics that I bring up, and um, Brent, I went over to Brent's place. Uh, if you are listening this week, download the uh, Geekscape Movie Club podcast. We talk about the Bicycle Thief, and I got to check out Brent's Geek Cave, it's which true. is impressive to say the least. It's I should I should have filmed is. it and shown it, but uh, you actually made Everything the list. Everything about my apartment is sexy. You actually made the list of uh, of geek stuff. 
Yeah, um, I just wrote down some some talking points because I figured okay. yeah, there's yeah, actually yeah. a lot of stuff going on. So I'll put this down here. So it's or I can right. hold it. I'm always um, holding stuff like that. I think interesting because we just mm. we just watched uh, we just watched Friday Thirteenth, the revamp <laughs> with uh, that Marcus Nispel did, and uh, there's this last week there's a big news coming out about the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, remake. They got a director for it. It's Samuel Bayer. Who um, he did a bunch of he did the last couple Green Day videos. Yeah, he's, he did, he's a uh, the huge, Black he's Parade a video. Gigantic, uh, um, big name video. music video director. He's never done a feature film before. I mean, he goes way back. He did like the Smells Like Teen Spirit video for Nirvana. He did, and the No Rain video for Blind Melon. And he like, did that <laughs> Justin <laughs> Timberlake mo- video for Goes Around, Comes Around, Goes Around, Comes Around. <laughs> hey, what's that song? It had Scarlett Johansson was in it with Sean Haddis. Oh yeah, yeah, Remember the, that the Justin Timberlake video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I did that yeah. cooler. I don't know this stuff. Um. We'll see. I mean, you know what? Uh, Zack Snyder, you know, Zack Snyder was somebody who came from commercials and music videos. Absolutely. And I liked Dawn of the Dead. I thought 300 was whatever. But from what I've seen from Watchmen, this thing looks amazing. Watchmen looks so incredible. We, we have tickets. We bought tickets the other day. So um, I'm excited. Brent is awesome. He always gets me tickets in advance. That, yeah. That's the kind of transition I would have loved for somebody like Marcus Nispel to do. Like, he did his chick, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. And it he's was done full kind of, of the same thing ever since. And I don't he's think tall, he has he, the, compa- the capacity to do it. Yeah. I don't think he's, he really knows, like, he just got lucky working on a project that was very much him hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre and it worked and he did, I don't think he knows how to switch it up really well the, this uh, Sam Bear I like some of his videos and um, we'll see if he's able to, to make a good I, did, I have a feeling straight. that Samuel Bayer is not going to be able to work in a narrative context just judging from his videos he has a pretty like, like. S- strong and polished visual style but it's it's I think he's just one of those guys who works in that one medium. He has some narrative parts of his videos, yeah. and if you watch them, they're all other people's movies. Yeah, like, yeah. like in the the video for Green Day's "Wake Me Up When September Ends." Yeah, yeah. He li- with, he lifted um, all it with Evan Jamie, Rachel Wood in Jamie Bell. He lifted yeah. almost what I felt. He lifted entire pieces from uh, that movie that David Gordon Green did, um, where Jamie Bell and his and his sister are being chased. Um, yeah, yeah. What was the name of that film? It's got. Um, um, what was the name of that movie? I don't know. The Remember, only... did we see, you see that with me? It was a remake of Night of the Hunter, and it was in the South, and it's, it has Jamie Bell in yeah. it. And the only and David Gordon have... Green movies I've actually seen are um, uh, Snow Angels and Pineapple Express. Wow. Yeah. No, uh, he did not do the Hitcher. Another music video transition yeah. did the Hitcher. Um, you're you have on here the Inglorious Bastards trailer. Yeah, another big trailer that was uh, premiered this last week. Um, I know you have been, gone on record as saying you're not down with it at all. But I'm going to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Of course you will, because yeah. it's going to be bloody and gory and awesome. Okay. Or really bad, but bloody and gory. I I honestly, like, I was very impressed with the trailer. I'm very excited for the movie. My one um, problem with it was I am not buying Brad Pitt in the, in that role. I think his accent doesn't, uh, <laughs> doesn't work for me. Um, I think that whole... The way he puts the emphasis on that, you know, and I want my scalps thing, like it just. What part of the country is that accent? Yeah, from? I just. It like doesn't where? work for me. He's um, from a place full of Forrest Gumps. Like, exactly. That's what I figure. Like a whole town of people who talk like Forrest Gump. Yeah. Bastrop. Okay. Yeah, people like Bastrop. <laughs> um, it's just how 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 much inbreeding goes on in that town that some dude ended up sounding like that, yeah. and then they gave him a big I'm, position in the in the army. I'm making an excuse for it in my head because he has this scar on his neck. So I figure he got his throat slashed, so he has a like fucked up accent. He talks because, like Sling Blade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do think I honestly am excited for the movie. I, I mean, I'm a pretty big Tarantino fan, and uh, even though I hated Death Proof so much, you and I. But hey, high five. I want to see how B.J. Novak does in a Tarantino film. I was actually uh, disappointed because because uh, uh, Mike, it's it's an interesting role for Mike Myers because Mike Myers is in this movie, and I mean he's definitely not a Tarantino-esque actor. And so I was, I was looking forward to seeing him in the trailer, and he doesn't show up right. at all. Well, you didn't see 52, man. Yeah. Or 54. <laughs> uh, Black Freighter, the animated accompaniment yes. going to, back, going to, back to Watchmen. Watchmen. That had a kick-ass yeah, animated dude. trailer. Like, I, I love... I'm so scared that Watchmen isn't going to live up to what it seems to be, because I'm loving every little bit that comes out. Like, all the viral videos that have, they've been releasing, like the 70s-style newscast about, like, Dr. Manhattan and stuff. It's so good, and uh, and this um, Black Freighter trailer, which they're releasing the complete 
Black Freighter animated movie um, on DVD, I think, day of release. No, of... I think it comes out on the 24th of March. I think it comes oh, so out a couple weeks later. Yeah. Okay. They want people to get all watchmen up. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. they're going to give them more. And, uh, and it's so cool. And then when, once the, so the eventual DVD comes out, you know, it'll be Your included. head is in a place, Liz. Liz, your head is in a place. They want to get all watchmen up. I thought mentioning Gilmore would get you out of that place. <laughs> um, you think it would, but I'm so strange. If that's the word. Uh, <laughs> you, you have mentioned that there's a rumor that the Wachowski brothers are going to direct Superman. Uh, this rumor came out of their a, of, of, of their second unit director who right, did James McTeague. V for Vendetta. He has that movie Ninja, Ninja Assassin, Assassin coming out. Yeah. And, they're and, and he said that they had been talking about doing Plastic Man. Yeah, they, which is which would be sick. Yeah, I'm, Wachowski brothers are another one of those groups. I feel that kind of just seem to be attached to a lot of things, mm -hmm. and you never know what they're going to do. So I take the the Wachowski Superman rumor as, with a big grain of salt. Yeah, um, but it I would, would be like to see their Plastic Man. Yeah, but I mean, like it's one of those things. Like when you watched uh, Matrix uh, Reloaded. And they have, or when you watch the first okay. fifteen minutes of Matrix Reloaded before turning yeah, it off. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but when they they have scenes of of Neo flying through the air, right? And this was prior to Superman Returns coming out. And you watch that, and you you like, even though the movie was pretty much ass, like you watch that, and you're like, I really hope Superman is that cool looking, you know? Like, so I think they have it down, like that that feeling mm -hmm. of this this superhero flight and everything, and um. So I, I think it could be cool, uh, but I really, I really do not see the Wachowski brothers making Superman. I think this is just completely rumorsville right now. But you also have written here that uh, Brian Michael Bendis's uh, Powers comic is going to be on FX as like a, a series. Yeah, and I love that this is happening more and more, just in general with with these long comic properties turning them into into series because Fables they're making Fables into an ABC series. Really? Yeah, which. Is I don't even know how they're going to do that because the budget for that is going to have to be astronomical. Um, but oh, the I don't casting! Know. Oh, that just makes me go yeah, crazy. Yeah, we should have Paul as um, Jack, as Jack or Bigsby Wolf. He could be Bigsby. Bigsby mm, Wolf. Bigsby. Yeah. He's the he's the uh, he's the big bad wolf, but now he's a detective in our world. What do you think of that? He, are you into that? I like Paul, <laughs> Paul, would you play a lichen? Okay, so 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 last night we went to eat at this. Uh, here, here's a gig story involving my brother. Last night okay. we got to eat at the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, last last night we. Um, we we were at uh, the Salt Lake barbecue place just outside of Austin, and uh, I sit down at a table. This place is packed. You have to get reservations and stuff to go eat there, uh, or else you're just gonna be waiting for a while. And I sit down, and there's there's. A, Packed tables around us, and in front of us, uh, in front of me, uh, there's a table with some older people there. And, and Paul goes, "What do you think of that Bram Stoker's Dracula?" And I'm like, "What are you getting at?" And I, I didn't know. All I could see was the back of some dude's head. And Paul just starts going, "Paul, come here. Put, put down the computer and do it. Here, put it down. Put get off the get off Geekscape, please. He's on the Geekscape.net website right now. I'm trying to see who's posting about it." Okay, Paul. Uh, Paul, if you can, if you can hang out right here. Uh, speak, speak. <laughs> okay, but what, Paul, what were you doing? You were going like this. You were going. I was doing like that. Bram Stoker's stupid MySpace girl picture thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> where they go like this. <laughs> yeah, I swear, because we turned around and there was this Gary Oldman lookalike. I think it was a woman. Well, well the guy who I could see the back of moved aside, and uh, I saw this ancient-looking old woman with a beehive. <laughs> and she had like her ha her eyes were all were all stretched. Her hairline was back here. It was split. Her eyes were totally like she had these bags under her eyes that were like purple. And Paul just started going. Dragul. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said dragul more than I said any other word to anybody. <laughs> the whole night we're just sitting here going. Dragul. <laughs> Paul took a picture with Dragul in the background. It, we will put it. The, she did not show up in the photo. Oh, that's terrible. It's not, it's just she, no, that's how vampires work, dude. Dragul. We were saying that all night. Uh, Paul and I went to see it with my parents when that first Bram Stoker's Dracula came out, mm -hmm. and all we could think about was the Wolfman donking that chick on a slab. Yeah. Like, like that, that shit fucked me up. Um, I watched that movie recently, and I really enjoyed it. It's, vis cool. it's, it's a visually 
really amazing movie. It's silly as hell, but it. But I like silly. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, like <laughs> visually, I mean, if you look about into the making of that movie and stuff, and the techniques that that Coppola used, I mean, he 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 I set out with a very good. clear he set yeah. out with a very clear intent to do that using no modern special effects. He kind of wanted it to be the last great, you know, old style filmmaking movie. You should have seen this lady. You should have seen this. Dragul. <laughs> so uh, you guys w- saw this new the new episode of Dollhouse. This is Joss Whedon's new show. Absolutely. Right. Elijah Dushku and Eliza, uh, Eliza Dushku and uh, and what's the dude from Battlestar Galactica who plays uh, Tomo Pinnicket? Tomo Pinnicket? The guy who plays Hilo. Yeah, Hilo from and Battlestar Galactica. This. Guys, we've been waiting for this show to come up for a long time. How is it? Okay. You've um, seen it. I talked a little bit about this at Comic Con because Liz, I managed. We know how Liz thinks about right, it. Right, I managed to get into no, I'm the. Uh, having a seizure. <laughs> um, <laughs> at Comic Con, I managed to get into the to the panel with with Joss Whedon and Eliza and uh, Hilo, and I am a gigantic Joss Whedon fan. Like my number one geek thing is Joss Whedon. I I've seen the entire Buffy series at least four times. Dragoon. Um, <laughs> You know, love Angel and Firefly and Doctor Horrible. Do you have a man crush on him? He's the biggest uh, boner for Joss. But it's not. Don't even know. It's not a man crush. I just I I appreciate his work a lot, and I might sleep with him. Um, In his bed. No. So how so? How's the show? Okay, the show. All that said, I obviously have very high expectations for something like this because it's Joss Whedon, and it's just okay. <laughs> it's it's um it started off it's very the, the like I said the closest thing that I could compare it to is Alias mm-hmm. which I don't think you watched I didn't watch but I I, didn't watch I, it. I I mean I like I saw a couple episodes yeah. because it's so popular but yeah no I can agree Dollhouse is 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 a run of the mill show it doesn't have a lot of Whedon in it Eliza Dushku is like comp- Dushku Dushku <laughs> Paul thank you Paul for correcting Mrs. Uh, Douche is a terrible actress and I don't like her in leading roles. Wow. <laughs> Catfight. <laughs> I mean like I think she's gorgeous. I think she's awesome in like like Jane City Hope. by the Sea. City by the Sea. <laughs> Paul like, just yelled at City by the Sea. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and like in, in supporting roles, but she's not meant to be in something uh, I think like, she's amazing meaning. as Faith in Buffy. Well, she's not like any anyway. I don't think she should be in that show at all, but unfortunately, she's an executive producer or a producer on that show, well, the, so she, they can't kick no, her out. No, well, the show, like, the, the entire story behind the show is Joss went out and had lunch with her, and she talked about how she felt she was n- not getting exciting roles, and she was not getting to really flex her acting chops. She was kind of pa- cast as the same chick and everything, and so Joss literally wrote this show with her in mind as a favor to her to be like, every week you're going to be someone different. Because, mm-hmm. like, for, for those of you who don't know the premise of the show, exactly. it's about, like, an agency of these... Um, people who get different personalities. Yeah, they, they these play people, different roles. Yeah, they, they erase their personality, and so they're complete, like, blank slates Are or dolls. human or robot? They're human. They're, they're humans who sign up for this program, and they're, they're they, they wipe their personality, and then they, uh, they imprint them with a personality related to whatever task they've been hired to do. So they're actors. Essentially, they're actors, but they don't. But they don't know that they're acting for the, for whatever time they're on this mission. They believe that they're the person that but they're that's, set that's, up to that's be. That's exactly how Mrs. Douche works out. Like she Coo. doesn't know she's acting. We do not endorse this. Douche-coo. No, it's douche. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I can't say it right. It's like it's like Count Eliza. Doku. Eliza Douche. Count Chocula. Um, I think I think Eliza Douche is Dracula. fine. I don't I don't know <laughs> if she Chocula? is. Um, <laughs> all right, I don't know if she's. Star material. I don't know if she can carry the show, but I don't think she's terrible. Um, and so far, I think it's it's a perfectly okay um, kind of you know action action drama. Um, it doesn't really feel the same way that the other Whedon stuff that I love feels, and I'm hoping that comes with time. But I'm I can see this kind of just being a paint by numbers show. We so have we'll nothing see. but time. I I, I agree. I'm I'm hoping that it'll get better, but I don't think it will because I don't like Eliza Dushku. There were certainly moments that I that I did really like in in the show, and certain moments where Joss Whedon's writing and his personality popped through, and hopefully that will be expounded upon in the future because this was very much setting up the world, and there's only so much you can do when it's very exposition heavy like that. Right. So Drag we'll see what happens. Uh, where how are we doing on time? We're at twenty nine. Oh, we're oh. kicking ass. Um. 
comic books. Yes. My boy Brent Moore, as I, I saw on his, I mean, I, I walked in, he had a great geek cave, but he's got a, a stack of comics on his kitchen table that are not bag and boarded, I, and they're just laying strewn about, and I almost adopted them. I was like, if you're not, I mean, if, if you're not going to take care of these comics, they're going to need to have, just, find a good home. Just to clear up any confusion, I absolutely bag and board comics. After I just, you bent the shit on them? No, I just get behind on it. Like, I don't do it every week. I let them, like, if I get a big stack, then I'll bag and board this them. This is what you do. You, you you get bags and boards at the store. Yeah. You bag and board them at the stoplights on your way home. <laughs> so by the time you get home, they're bag and boarded, and you can I them. I might adopt that, because I do end up getting, like, after two or three weeks of not bagging and boarding, having to sit down for, like, by an that hour time, and a half. You know how much fly shit is on them? No, or, they're like, fine. My comics are all in great condition. I saw I, your comics, and they look the fine. There are a couple dog-eared pages. I do not dog-ear comics. I would never do that. But you read, uh, there have been ads in the back of the Marvel books, and Marvel's trying to like spread out what they're presenting. And yeah. th- there, been, there's been, like, there was like a cartoony presentation of the new Wizard of Oz comic. Yeah, I actually, you I have saw that? that. The yeah, artwork yeah. is beautiful. Oh, here's some unboarded books that uh, Brent has for us. Uh, all right, here we go. The ar- I love the artwork for this. Check this out. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, I like that too. I'm just checking to see if that corner is gonna go. No, it's fine. It's All in perfect right. condition. All right. Yeah, this All is right. A, this is new one. How is it? So it, I didn't the, pick it up. The thing about this Wizard of Oz comic, um, it's got great art. Is, mm. I've been increasingly fed up colors. with um with Marvel and DC and mainstream superhero comics, uh, especially with the big events, but just completely pissing me off year after year. Dragul. And so, and it's nice to have something completely different that comes along, and this Wizard of Oz is just that, that kind of thing. And I love that Marvel is taking chances with stuff like this, because Marvel is doing this Wizard of Oz thing. They're doing uh, The Stand and The Dark Tower. They, uh, yeah, show them the cover. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you in the corner. Right it looks fine. It's the tiniest little boom um, uh, That's that's and they, near uh, mint. That's I don't know if you've read mint. any of these, but Marvel has also uh, uh, <laughs> bought the rights to, to distribute these French comics from Sol- yeah. Soleil Comics. I think. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they're bringing those over to the U.S. So Marvel is actually doing some cool things by getting some alternative uh, comics out there. Here's your book. All these Thank chickens. you. And uh, and this Wizard of Oz. Chicken. It's kind of like I mean everyone knows the Wizard of Oz story. I mean you're not going to get anything. Uh, new out of out of this. I mean, you know the story, and this is the story that you all know and love. But it's told just really well. It's a it's just like seeing you know a great version of a play that you that you love. And the art by this guy Scotty Young is amazing, and it is the reason to buy the book. Careful, careful. You're just putting it like up. It's fine. The art is <laughs> the art is really amazing in this. And so if you're looking if you're looking for something that's just a really uh, a really beautiful book, pick it up. Yeah. Exactly, and you know what? There's nothing wrong. If with you're looking for something to wipe your ass off, I got to <laughs> Like I bag and board comics. He actually not just because... uses the pages to roll his weed. It's yeah. true. <laughs> Guys, I'm just gonna light this up. This is a great. You're super high comic too. I don't know that. Right. I don't know that. Yo, Paul, I saw this picture of Brent in his apartment where he's all metaled out. He's about 30 pounds or more overweight, and he's wearing an inflame shirt. <laughs> oh. College, my friend. Can you scan that shit for me? Dude, it's on. The the Brent you see before us is one sexy, one sexy kind of guy. You've done some work, man. I used to have, I used to have really long hair, and I used to. Liz used to have slaves. Yeah, and I used to walk. I used to rock. Quincy uh, Jones was one of her death metal shirts and kind of go through that whole, that whole phase. So that was, that was a college thing. So yeah, John Solomon. What else did you get? Uh, okay, so I want I wanted Herpes. to point that out because I really do think that people should should take a chance on some of these these different kinds of comics. And uh, because we all know Final Crisis sucked and Secret Invasion sucks, so stop wasting your money. Are they doing an adaptation of Dracula? I don't know. <laughs> Dragoon. Um, all right, Paul but does if, you, best. if you are if you are wanting to stick with superhero uh, comics, I've got two that are just kicking ass right now. Whoa. What's up? No, no, I just well, I was excited about oh, you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Can you find them? They're not back and boarded right. and organized alphabetically. I didn't bring one of them, but I did bring the other one. All right. Thor. Thor does kick Thor, ass right now. Right now, this issue. This was the. Uh, they well, went back hurts. to their traditional numbering. Uh, I think it's Hi. issue like twelve or thirteen, uh, but they went back to the old numbering, so it's issue six hundred, and it's a big, you know, fat issue with a with a new issue, um, and then lots of uh, reprinted issues and stuff like that. You know, it's one of the big special edition things, but the actual uh, the actual continuation of the story that they're doing right now. Is 
the, this issue is so incredible. I'll pick it up when I get back to LA. Yeah, I check it out, dude. Like, there is a just a massive battle between Thor and um and uh, I'm completely blanking on his name and his enemy Loki. An opposing person. No, uh, not Loki. Loki's behind it all. I mean, Loki okay. is you know the machinations of Loki are finally kind of taking effect. The Absorbing here. Man. No, let me look it up. It's uh, Bor. Oh yeah, Bor. Yeah. Bor versus the father Thor. of uh, the father of Odin, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know my gods that. Dragon. But, uh, so there's just this massive battle there, and the, and the fallout of that actually is really interesting and uh, kind of changes, you know, the 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 whole uh, setup for Thor and really provides some interesting things for the future. And this Thor series, seriously, is completely kick-ass. You guys should definitely check it out. It's been great from the beginning. And then another uh, another comic that I didn't actually bring, but um, that you should all check out is the Fantastic Four. That Mark, I, I really like what Mark Millar. Mark Miller on Fantastic Four is kicking and ass Brian right Hitch, now. Yeah. It's so good, and uh, he's also doing good on Wolverine. But Fantastic Four is really, I mean, like it's such an amazing. Wolverine's comic. fun because it's like a future yeah. alternate future story with him and Hawkeye going across like a devastated Marvel universe. But all you gotta really do is throw in some like cool shout-outs to current day stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, like the, the stuff that, they're doing in Fantastic Four is also time warping, and they're introducing a new villain that, like, you think of Doctor Doom as the badass. Who taught Doctor Doom to be the exactly, badass? Exactly. Yeah. And that's who they're episode, introducing. This new issue where they like Doctor Doom's mom, maybe. Yeah. It's so like, we're gonna meet Doctor Doom's like mom, or or abusive father. You're sh- yeah, it's bringing in this this whole new thing with Doctor Doom. Like, joke. You know. You think Doctor Doom is badass? Wait until you see the people who train Doctor Doom. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, and supposedly the Fantastic Four run, 1985, and this Wolverine run all are tie all in supposed together. to tie in. Yeah. But 1985 is over, and, and I, I haven't seen. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that great. And I, I, I kept reading it, hoping to find you know the little links between all the series, and I couldn't quite do it. So hopefully Wolverine and Fantastic Four will bring it all together because that would be an interesting concept. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I actually thought, like, I had a theory because he's also writing Kick-Ass, even though it comes out very rarely now because they're making the movie. Okay. Um, they, uh, in, in 1985, I thought that maybe because in Kick-Ass, they seem to be uh, introducing people who have actual superpowers lately. And so I thought maybe they'd have some tie-in where the superheroes that came over in 1985 remained in the world, and those are the superheroes that are surfacing now in Kick-Ass. I thought maybe that would be tied together as well, but I know that's just a theory. Yeah, drag wolf. Um, who was at the door? Hey, Paul, can can you go get Dan? Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I want Dad to have a chance to talk about his book. Is that cool? Oh, but while while we wait, we've got uh, video games. The one that you've written here that I'm interested in is Flower. This is a PlayStation Network yeah. game that you downloaded. Yeah. This what is this? I've read right. about it. So Flower, uh, I've been actually looking forward to for a very long time. Um, Hippie. And it's I know I'm a. It's one of those games that that is it's an experience kind of game. It's kind of one of those games you. Right. you <laughs> Paul, you can walk you through. Can walk in front you of came it. up and talked about Dragle. Can we I'm we can still see there, him. Yeah. We totally just saw you. The okay, um, but yeah, it's, so it's it's a it's a downloadable downloadable title from the, a the PlayStation Three, and it's from this company called That Game Company, and uh-huh. they they had previously come out with a game for the PSN um, called Flow, which for the people who played that, and I Flo. highly recommend. You are a stoner. Yeah. Flow, flower is just flow. It, it's ab- It's absolutely flow, Holy but um, uh, you should check you should check out Flow. It's one of those games. It doesn't. <laughs> There's no point to it. There's no real challenge to it. This is so difficult. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this is my life. I know. It's terrible, isn't it? You think it's hard for an hour? All right. Um, I throw you a little shit. What? I like to throw you some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a good host. But um, so flow is just this really amazing. There's no, there's no point to it, really. There's no challenge. You just kind of like float around and eat things. The and like, fuck, am I going to play that for? It, so. sounds, it sounds incredibly boring. I play but World you, of Goo. World of Goo is I've heard shit. so many good things about but it's, that. But it's one of those games that it's like... There's Laura, something you serene. build those goo bridges. <laughs> <laughs> They're called boogers, and you aren't supposed to find those. They're in my... Don't stop coming in my office unannounced. I'm sitting there going... Whoa! I'm like hanging stuff for my boogaloots. My boogaloots. As I call them. That's gross. I'm going to play World of Pooh when we get back. Uh... 
classic. I'm gonna write you a letter with Poodaloot. <laughs> Laura's crying right now. <laughs> What is she doing with her life? Laura has been laughing this entire week because we've been finding all sorts of crazy crap in my apartment. Grab my D and D collection, or in, in my my old room from high school. Look at this. Grab that whole stack. Um, and then I'm gonna ask you to go get my 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 necktie. Look how much D and D I have. What is this tape? Oh, that's a tape. That that's an adventure you can listen to. Oh my god. And you play along. First quest audio sampler. Put it back, put it back, put it back. Oh. Wait. So 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 guys, let's look at the tape I wore to graduation in high school. Or the the the, the tie. Like Sweetie, toss it to me. Oh, that is handsome. I I wore this under my cap and gown at gra high school graduation. And you say uh, I'm not qualified to host this Geekscape. I am your leader oh, so for a reason. Anyone has ever said you're not qualified <laughs> They're all like, this. you're definitely the geekiest one among us. <laughs> but oh, we also found this. Look at this. Oh, this yeah. Oh, yeah, we did find this. Wow. That is so sweet. That is stupidly cute. I used cute. to cry myself to sleep listening to this song. <laughs> um, let's keep talking. So, Flower, you yes, don't do anything? So, well, it's it's the pretty much the exact same game as Flow. Um, whereas Flow, you were kind of a, a single-celled... or It's like the beginning stages of Spore. Did you ever play Spore? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know how at the beginning you're just kind of the single-celled organism. You go around and you eat things, and as you eat things, you grow. Wait, wait, um, wait I'm doing a magic trick. That is... <laughs> uh, that's terrible. Okay. So it's just like the beginning of Spore, except in Flow, there's not really any point to it. There's no end game. You just kind of keep going, and it's just—it's a game you completely just kind of trance out to. And there's there, cool. You get, a, you get a very like serene feeling from it. And Flower is the same way, except in Flower, you start off as um, just, just a petal from a flower. Like you start off actually as like a dead flower dying on a windowsill in a in an apartment in a city, and you kind of. The actual game is like the dream of a flower who uh -huh. wants to be out in the wild and out in the wilderness. And so you you're, you kind of go into the dream of a flower. I know it's 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 cute. Uh -huh. And uh, and then you start off as as a petal for this flower, and then you just kind of drift along the winds, and you catch other flowers, and you become like this stream thing. of petals. And then over time, you kind of reinvigorate. It's kind of like you know you play Prince of Persia, right? Yeah. You know how you have like the dark areas, and yes. then you hit the fertile grounds, and then you turn them into like the beautiful lush gardens. So you're trying to like convert that. the world through yeah, you're, creating this, this it's, stream it's, of flowers. It's kind of a it's kind of a green message in that like you have all these these nasty man-made objects, and you want to get rid of them and return things to the serenity and, be and beauty of nature, right? And so that's all it is. And so you're just whatever. Um, and it's just an incredibly beautiful game. It's you don't know how to tie tie? I know how to tie tie. She's like, I got this. I got this. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> it looks amazing. Um, it just, it just like with flow, it gives you a feeling of just complete like serenity. Like there's something just so, so soothing about it. And uh, so I just really, as an experience, it's really great. As a game, um, the only warning, it's an hour, it takes, took me an hour and a half to see everything there was oh. to see in it. And it's $10. So, uh, but at the same time, it's a game that you can keep going back to and just like, just float around in this world and actually just experience it. And it's, it's just, I like the fact that the PSN, they have some really experimental and really different kind of games that really challenge what, what you think of gameplay in general. Whereas like Xbox, it's all arcadey stuff where you're worried about getting hot, like the high score and all that kind of stuff. On the PSN, there's some really just like experience games. And nobody is fucking listening. No, awesome. no, I heard you. You, you <laughs> like, do get more experience games on the PSN. Yeah, and and like so, it's something. It's something unique. It's something that that you don't get anywhere else. And I really do highly recommend it. It's totally worth the ten dollars. Uh, it's kind of it's something that I would compare. Uh, you know, to something like Braid, whereas Braid is a very like, um, you know, goal oriented game. It's a puzzle oriented game. But there was something like something that touched you on a deeper level on an emotional level within braid and i think this uh, that game company with flow and with flower somehow managed to tap into that same kind of feeling mm -hmm. well i mean as far the, i only played like flower for like yeah, I showed a, you a very a short amount of time but the gameplay is just fantastic yeah i mean it's really refreshing to see um that there there are a couple of companies on on the playstation who are working for playstation who are using the uh the mic right now. 
Oh, right, right, right. Who are using the hoobie. Yeah. What's the word for the hoobie? The motion control. Thank like, you. Yeah, We're using it properly. The one thing I didn't mention is, is flow and flow and flower are both controlled entirely just by moving the controller. Using, oh. Yeah, yeah. using like the a balance. Yeah, using the motion controls within the PlayStation 3 controller. And so uh, so it's, it's a new way to play a game, and they're just really amazing, and I highly recommend that you go check both of those games out. you have a copy of the book? You do have the copy of the book with you. We're prepared here. Uh, right. So, guys, that is Flower. Yes, check uh, it out. It's for real. And next week, nice. we're, next week we'll, we'll talk about all the God and War 3 news that's come out, and we'll, we'll t give you my impressions on Lost of the Damned, because I'm definitely going to start a gang as soon as I get back to L.A. Absolutely. Um, but I want to bring my dad on the, on the show right now to talk about a book. This is why I'm, I'm in Austin. Um, my father has put out a book and uh, he had a book release uh, party the other night uh, he read some experts on the book uh, but I want to have my dad on the show now to tell you guys about the book so that uh, you guys you guys can buy copies of the book for whoever you guys love we will see a little bit more of Brent and Liz before the day is through um, here give me this one give me this one dad dad come here come here are you alright <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't remember ever quite being. In you gotta put it. You gotta put it pretty close to your mouth. I don't remember ever being in a studio quite this cool before. We're in your house. Oh, sir, you have to speak louder. You have well, to use the sitting, microphone essentially. Here, I'm sitting. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. The, our mic stand. If you if you've noticed, Radio Shack. This is a high tech show. Um, no question about it. It's. I think it's on. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on. Uh, the only thing I know about book launches are from watching Bridget Jones' diary, where she had a book launch and she couldn't turn the microphone on. Well, this and is so on. So she handed it over yeah, to her boss, to Mr. Fitz Pervert, whose real name was Fitz Herbert. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, she accidentally said that at the book launch. Here's Mr. Tits Pervert to, uh, oops. <laughs> well, 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 Dad, you have... Um, you, you got, he's got to speak a little bit louder. It, it's tough with these mics, Dad. It really is. Like, like you're, you're doing. No, that the mic's fine. It's just pretend Jonathan's being a bad child. That, that yell, yell uh, just yell at me. I mean, I know it doesn't come naturally. I'm a very good kid. Everyone who believes in psychic energy, raise my hand. Hey. <laughs> um, so, so Dad, where, where's a copy of the book? Let me let me bring out this book. This book, guys. My dad put it out. Uh, wrote. Yeah. His son doesn't even read books, but his father <laughs> wrote a book, uh, and it doesn't have any pictures in it. So, you know, those of you who love comic books may be hesitant to pick it up. But it's got a picture on the front, and it's called uh, French Letters, Virginia's War. Uh, it takes place in Tierra, Texas, 1944. And that's the full title: Fr French Letters, Virginia's War, Tierra, Texas, 1944. But French Letters is the name of the trilogy, right? And uh, Virginia's War. Is just the first book in the trilogy, right? That is correct. It's a three-book series. The series title is French Letters. Virginia's War is book one, and it is about Virginia. Okay. <laughs> what, 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 what do you say, oh my gosh? You guys just said the exact same thing. I know. We're, I, I, I we're, know. Having, we're having trouble but, with the casting Jonathan's, Jonathan's talking to his audience, and Jack's talking to you. Okay. Jonathan um, is uh, just talking and then saying, is that right? And I'm saying, Correct. that's right. But I assume we have editors. No, no, not here. Not, not on this. No, no, no. Do we have auditors? Uh, no, 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 no. Do we have audio problems? So, Dad, uh, this is Virginia's War. Uh, this character's Virginia. What's the book about? Virginia. Okay, now, now, you, now you're just a lot, a lot of fun. Now, please. The uh, book is about the naughty question of who are you and where do you come from? And most of the time when we say, where do you come from, someone says, a, a town, like I come from Austin, or who are you, you say, I'm a lawyer, or I'm the head of Geekscape. We don't really tell where we came from or who we are, because we really usually don't even know where we came from. We don't know what our parents did when they were our age. Okay. <clears throat> they The book is about... Um, your grandparents, your parents, your parents, your grandparents, the people who grew up in the 1940s. And um, every once in a while we all sit around and say, oh, I'm becoming my parents because <clears throat> uh, we do the same things our dads did or our mothers. But before they were our parents, they were us. <laughs> and they were uh, just as 
much of a pain in the butt to their parents as what? you were to yours. Uh, they sneaked out at night. They uh, liked music that their their parents hated. Uh, they drank when they shouldn't. They had tried to have sex without the access to birth control pills. All of the things that you wanted to do. You're projecting that. <clears throat> no, um, I'm reading from your school report exit. Uh, <laughs> oh, card. Wow, yeah. yeah. Jonathan London. He uh, wanted to sneak out, but he was a geek. He wanted to drink but he was a geek. He wanted to have sex, but he didn't have two good clothes. The, the thing is, you, when you were my age, you actually had a social life. And in, in college, mm. you had a social life. I was, uh, I was in the college radio station every night with Kevin McCaffrey. So well, you know, I wanted to do the things mm. you did at my age. Uh, well, I didn't do much of what you didn't do either, but what I do remember about the sex education of the period when I went to high school was they said that you were involved. A, no, it was so. a, the sex education was that having sex is a lot like being able to play bridge. You either need to have a good partner or you need to have a good hand. Oh. And so. <laughs> now the audience knows where we get it. That's where <laughs> that's I get where, it. That's where it comes from. Dragle. <clears throat> well, oh. So to answer your question, your dads never tell you or your moms never tell you what they did when they were kids. They tell you who they worked for or what they did or who they ran around with, but they didn't tell you what they did, especially moms. Mm -hmm. And in the 1940s, the, the big rumor was that dads went off to war and then they came home, they wouldn't talk about what they did in the war. And nobody asked their moms what they did while the men were away at the war. And this book is about what women went through waiting for the men who were away at the war. And how one of them named Virginia accidentally turned up pregnant a little too long after the guy she was supposed to wait for had gone away. Yep. We've Thanks. all been there. I'm kidding. We've I'm just, all been there? No. Um, although I, I, I do go on Facebook and a lot of the exes have kids. They did not wait for me. It would be, I wasn't coming it would back. Be <laughs> a book that I would think most anybody would get a kick out of reading, but it's especially a good book for people who grew up in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. So you think that, that the audience would like to, it'd be a good gift for kids who listen to the show. You think it'd be a good gift if they're going to, Mother, Mother's Day and Father's oh, Day yeah. are around the corner. So maybe if, if they've got parents or grandparents who grew up in the 40s, this is the book? 99% of the people who watch or listen to Geekscape will not know what French letters mean. But their parents will. Daddy, <laughs> it, 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 this is a double entendre. If you gave them the other meaning, they still wouldn't know what it means. Uh, this is Geekscape, Dad. Uh, no, that's, uh, <laughs> the geeks might not know what it means, yeah. but their parents will know yeah. exactly what it means. I, I, will only say that in, I would only say that in the United States in the 40s, everyone knew what a French letter was. Mm -hmm. And that in England, they were, in England they were called French letters. In France, they were called English letters. Oh, really? And... Um, No, your mom wouldn't. She broke up with a boy because he used the word penis in a joke. Oh, that is hard. You'd be long gone. Um, but do we explain one of the problems I had in high school? <laughs> do you, well, do you do you, so? So the double entendre. What you got to do? This is what you got to do if you're in the audience. Uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day is coming up. You got to get a, a um, copy of this book from Vire Press. Or Amazon. Or Amazon. Yeah. You get a copy of this book, you give it to your parents, and then see the look that comes over their face when you give it to them. Because they're going to know what it means. <clears throat> or uh, tell them it's a book about them and see the look that comes over their face after they're through. <laughs> um, but this is the first of the trilogy, and you think, yeah, they'll connect to this, to this stuff because it, it, it covers... Uh, you read a lot of history books. The way I read a, a lot of Dungeons and Dragons books as a kid. But you read a, a lot of World War II books, and you felt like... like the uh, home front is something that wasn't covered a lot in historical fiction. Um, that's true. And so you went out and, hey, I'll just write it myself. You found an opportunity and you wrote for it. Well, uh, this book one is about the home front and about the woman who was supposed to have waited for the guy but didn't. Book two is about the guy who didn't know she wasn't waiting. Oh. Nice. That's us. That is the geek. He, he, he was a geek at arms right there. He was a geek at arms. And then the third book? Um, is called Children of the Good War, and it's the children and grandchildren of this couple that got separated and whipped over by the war, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, how they came to be who they are without knowing how they got there. Is this a roundabout way of saying you're not my dad? <laughs> no, if, it, if that were the way I would say it, I would 
say it, but I can remember fairly clearly how I got to be your dad. Oh God, we are not. We're not going to go into that. Uh, just out of my own mental torture, we're not going to go into that. Um, but yeah, the, the ick factor is what you avoid by reading. Um, you don't have to think about it. But it does explain that Paul and I don't look alike. Um, I'm kidding. We we look a lot like Dragul. Well, I'm definitely the father of both of you. Yeah. Oh wow, my dad, the player. Did you hear what he just implied? Um, guys, via press. Dot com yes and amazon.com yes and you they'll, if they type in french letters they'll find it if you type in french letters you'll find it mixed in with several other history books uh-huh <clears throat> uh type in french letters virginia's war okay and it'll go straight there what if they type in your name jack london it'll go straight there <laughs> if they type so if we jack. type in jack london, london we'll we'll get you and the other jack london on so. the same page I've but you'll find searched it searched amazon for jack london to see if you get me uh huh. But if you search Amazon Jack W London or Jack Woodville London, you get me. Okay. Okay. Um, Dad, thanks for coming on the show. You know we're going to promote this, right? Well, Are you going to send me back to um, LA with a copy of your book? I'm going to send you back to LA with a copy of my book. Okay. And I'm going to send you back to LA with a copy of my book for your mom. And I will sign any books that you're not worried about losing the resale value on or the regifting value. <laughs> okay. If my, if, my, uh, if my audience wants an autograph book, what do they have to do? Um, the better thing to do is to send an email through the Veerpress website. Uh -huh. On the Veerpress website, there is contact information and a blog. <clears throat> the blog chats about the book, and that's a good way to get straight to me, and I can get the publisher to release enough that I can send signed copies out. If, can, I, can I give a promise to the Geekscape kids, maybe to drum up some sales? If... If if a kid from Geekscape orders a book through VeerPress.com and wants it autographed, will you include an embarrassing fo uh, story of myself? Yeah, it yes. might get them to order the book. Yes, semicolon. If they order one and get it through either Amazon or VeerPress on you know the credit card thing, it's going to be shipped from the distributor, right. not right. from here. You got to send. If they send an email to you or to Geekscape or to me, there are still two hundred copies here at the publisher's office and the next 200 we can control signatures on if they get shipped out from the distributor they never go through it okay. us, we never see them okay and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll just send you an embarrassing story myself because I, I, I make them on the show every week um, no dad thanks for coming on the show well thanks very much for being my son Paul thank you very much for being my son thank you, Laura dad. thank you much, very much for being my editor my auditor my audio muse <laughs> and my giggler <clears throat> uh, as opposed to Gigolo. Wait till you meet Gilmore. Just the Gigolo. Did you meet Brian Gilmore? The kid who, who usually I records thought Brian it? Gilmore was the drummer for Pink Floyd. <laughs> well, that's David Gilmore. <laughs> that's David Gilmore. Yeah, okay. You yeah. met VJ. Yeah. You like VJ. I like VJ. Oh, I, VJ? I misunderstood. VJ. Yes, yeah, you I like VJ. Like, I, I love like VJ. VJ. Yeah. I like VJ. A My lot. dad, everybody. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> he does like VJ. Yeah, VJ well. <laughs> BJ is better. <laughs> um, Dad, thanks a lot. All right? I'm going to have Brent and Liz back up to, Thank to finish the show. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I love you, Dad. <laughs> I love you, John. <laughs> thanks so much. Try and my ski knees. Sorry about oh, that's that. right. Try and follow that act. Try and follow that act, Brent Moore and Liz. Here we go, Liz. Take, take your seats. I don't think it's possible. It's a cookie. Here you go. It's a cookie. Why is this show? These are Oreos. Yeah. Thin mint. Thin mint. Okay. Mint thin. Yeah, dad, ha dad, have a thin mint. Um, it's just a way for thin mint. Guys, we've got. Yes. We no. <laughs> I know, Dad. You did say some naughty stuff. Um, I think the dirtiest thing he could have said was, uh, "Well, there's a lot of stuff." Your dad wins at life. <laughs> you like my dad, Liz? Yes. You like my dad? It was alright. Yeah. Good times. We had lunch the other day. Um, I wasn't there. Uh, so guys, uh, that's my dad. That's his book. Uh, we got Brent and Liz here. Uh, we got to go to dinner. We got to. I gotta have a family dinner. Got some grilling to do before I go back to LA, where there's no grilling to be done. Um, but I, but guys, you like my dad? We talked movies, video games, and comics. We covered the bases. We covered the bases. Both very informational about both. You giggled like nobody's. You should business. listen if you want to hear wit uh, Liz giggle all the time. Then uh, check out. Uh, the Movie Club podcast, which we is hosted on Geekscape.net. John yeah. was. Uh, I like to giggle. John was just on this week, so uh, if you like John, then come check it out. It's good times. Well, you guys are doing an awesome job with that show. Yeah. Um, oh, we are. Yes, know, yes, so. you are. 
Um, hopefully, the next phase of the website, we can really, really showcase that show. Because, I, I, I mean, hey, it's a better show. Um, <laughs> Not true. But, well, you guys keep it disciplined. But uh, you can find everything at Geekscape.net. So that's where you, you find us, www.geekscape.net. We've also got a MySpace page, myspace.com slash geekscapenet, and a Facebook group. If you go to Facebook, you search for Geekscape, you'll find our fan club. Go in there, interact, start adding Geekscape is like crazy. Uh, you two guys are on there. Don't add, don't add Laura. She, she's, she, this is what happens when a Geekscapist adds, adds Laura. She goes, do I know this person? And mm-hmm. I go, oh, it's so-and-so from the forums. And she goes, is it, is it okay if I ignore him? And I'm like... Would you ignore me, Laura? Probably. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. She's, a, she's tough. Uh, Big Yanks got in. Because of course he, because he did. He, because he, he met did, us. Uh... And he loves Laura. Yeah. Uh, Gilmore got in. Okay. And uh, Los Ojos del... Oh, Gilmore did not get in. I don't know. Uh, you don't know? And Los Ojos del Muerte did not get in. Because I know that he's only into her for her booty. Right. Right. Five seconds. Okay, Laura just told us we have five <laughs> seconds. We'll see you guys next week back in LA. All right, uh, who's, peace. And uh, we're gonna go to dinner. So thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> Paul, anything else you want to add? Dragoon. Dragoon. All right. Love see you guys. Ya. See you next week. Bye.